world. It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts, and now also on YouTube. We're still, uh, we're, st- I'm still asking for subscribers. Uh, you know, we we met our first goal, but I, you know, I'd still love to grow the uh, grow the community. So if you are listening to my voice now, if you're listening to this in a podcast player, uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search Locked On Blazers. If you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, go ahead and smash that button. I'd really appreciate it. Today's show, we're going to talk about the Blazers' 117-109 loss to the Clippers. Beginning a four-game road trip with a loss, falling to 0-5 on the road now. Blazers still just still searching for a way to get it done on the road. It doesn't get much easier from here. It's the first night of a back-to-back, and tomorrow they head to Phoenix. So we got a lot to talk about in this one. Um, you know, this for the most part, an entertaining game, but uh, in crunch time, the Blazers wilted, and the Clippers, who are the best clutch offense in the league, showed exactly why they're that. Uh, let's, let's sort of unpack what happened. Talk about Damian Lord, who looked like he got a little bit hurt there at the end of the game or re-aggravated his ab injury. And, um, I think there's reason to be concerned about him. And, and, uh, let's in general, let's talk about the Blazers just crunch time offense. They didn't look very good, but before we do all of that, it's time for the fastest recap in the West. Clippers won this game 1-17-109. They led by one at halftime, 56-55. Norman Powell, 16 points in the first half, hit all four of his threes. He kept the Blazers in this game. He had a, he had it going early. This has become a norm thing. First half norm is a thing. He's he he can really score, um, and they're looking for him early in games, and he is delivering. First half norm is real. Uh, Clippers Clippers kept the lead in the in the third quarter behind Nicholas Batum's 11-point third quarter. Nick Batum played the whole quarter and just got rolling. Uh, Batum, tw- two 20-point games all last season, two 20-point games in the first 11 games this year for the Clippers. Uh, Nick finding his stride, Nico finding his stride with 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 the Clippers. They led 83-79 at the end of three quarters, and the Blazers never took the lead in the fourth. A bench, I, for my money, struggled to open the fourth quarter, but the starters came back in and got it rolling. And when Yusuf Nurkic hit a three-pointer with three minutes and 39 seconds left, the Blazers were down just 103-100. But four straight missed shots, a big three from Nick Batum, and an and-one bucket from Paul George, and that was all she wrote. 117-109, the Clippers get the win, pulling away late in the final three minutes. Damon Lillard had 11 of his... Uh, team high 27 in the fourth quarter and CJ finished with just 13 points four in the second half four doesn't seem like enough that's your fastest recap in the west so I want I want to talk about a bunch here this there's there's kind of a lot going on um the the thing I want to start with though is is crunch time this is where the Blazers were the best team in the league last year not and I, that isn't even hyperbole. Factually speaking, they had the best crunch time offense, best clutch offense in the NBA last season. Uh, the NBA, the like the league defines clutch as games that are within five points in the final five minutes. And last season, the Blazers had the number one offense in the league in crunch time. They were at a 126 offensive rating, scored 1.26 points per possession. They ripped up the nets when the games got close. Their offense just just destroyed teams. They they won games late, um, and, and a lot of that is Damian Lillard, right? But like they won games late because you know Melo and Gary Trent Jr. when he was there, and um, you know they like they just torched people because their offense was awesome in the fourth quarter when the game was tight. They were going to win, and and even as a team with def- with like real defensive deficiencies, they were. Th- 
in crunch time, that's where they're, that's where they just excel. That's where they, that's why they were as good as they were. Like that's why they were in the hunt to be fifth in the West last year before, uh, you know, falling below the Mavs at the at last week of the season. So like, this was who they were. It was part of their identity was that if the game got close, this, this offense was so good and they were so good at kind of the, the style you need to be late in games, which is sort of ISO heavy, go get yours type of stuff. Like when, when defenses um, are keying in and you just kind of have to go score, they were the number one offense in the league last year. Dominant. And this year they stink. <laughs> According to NBA.com, last year there's 126.7 offensive rating, and this year the Blazers are 22nd and excuse me, 23rd in the NBA with an 88 offensive rating. Just horrific. They've played in five games that have been considered clutch. They're one and four in those games. They've been outscored by eight points per hundred possessions uh, in in those minutes, in those in those clutch minutes. Like um, you know, this isn't a team that has been in a, a ton of close games like last year. I mean, they, they a handful, right? This is like, that's basically half their games. But last year, they were in, um, they were just in every, you know, seemingly every night. I believe they played 34 clutch games last year. Too many, right? They just, they didn't put teams away and, and Dame had to bail them out a whole bunch. But this was their identity. And... Um, some of this is the basic stuff like Damian Lowe's not making shots at any point in the game. So of course not making shots when it matters. And Damian was, we'll talk about this in a moment, but like he was really good to open the fourth and it looked like they were going to, you know, roll with him and get going. And then, um, down the stretch, the Blazers just couldn't get it done. So Nurk hits that three with, uh, three minutes and 39 seconds left. Um, and, it's top of the key three. Uh, if, if you want to know the truth, I said when he let it go, no, but he was unguarded. It was like sort of like semi-transition broken play. He gets to the top of the key, um, it launches it, cuts, cuts a six point lead to three. Now all of a sudden, like they're in business. The Blazers have, you know, they haven't, they haven't gotten all the way back from, um, from a four point deficit to open the quarter, but like they're in business, right? Down, three and a half minutes to go, one possession game. Here we go. But Bledsoe flies the other way. Uh, excuse me, Reggie Jackson uh, flies the other way and and gets into the paint, misses a layup, but Zubach cleans it up and they're up five. The Blazers take a timeout. They're down five, but they you know it's like okay, let's relax. Take you know take take your timeout. They run a great play out of the timeout and Dame misses a three. They ran this wonderful design Spain pick and roll where CJ runs a pick, runs a pick and roll with with uh, Nurk and as Nurk is crashing down the lane, Dame sets a back screen for Nurk's man for the rollers defender and then he pops out um, and that missed that like action is called a Spain pick and roll and it was beautiful and Dame got a wide open look perfectly drawn up Chauncey Billups play brick and it's like. This is sort of Jimmy's and Joe's and X's and O's. That's a that's a good call and 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 it just it it didn't work. Nick Batum comes down and hits a three. Like he was rolling and the Blazers miss an opportunity. It's so small and then it, um you know Dame gets into the paint and takes kind of a, a tough awkward floater that he was way short on. Um and th- on the next possession CJ gets into the paint. They they kind of work the ball around. I thought uh, Dame passed up a shot on this possession, but he you know they work the ball around and da- and CJ drives, gets his man on his hip and kind of gets into the paint, shoots an ugly push that misses. And so you know um it was it's a five point game when you call a timeout. Now you're down eight. You've missed you've missed three straight shots that you get a steal. Robert Covington comes and doubles Paul George. Dude has incredible hands. As George tries to get it out of pass it out of there. Uh, Rocco comes up with a deflection, runs the other way, and smokes a, a reverse layup in transition. It's just like, 
all of these opportunities just slip away. And then the, the Clippers come the other way and Paul George hits a fadeaway from the baseline, gets fouled, flexes. Um, a little kid jumped off uh, sidelines, also flexed. Paul George admitted after the game, I did not see that little kid. Pretty funny. But like, that's it. That's the difference right there. Those four missed shots, two miss, two misses from Dame, uh, three, a really good look at a three and a, and a floater that he can make, but it, you know, floaters are hard. CJ misses, missed an ugly floater and then Rocco missed a fast break layup. And so from, from uh, with the ball down five, like in a position to, and you get a good look to all of a sudden down 11 and the game's over. You know, it's like, it. that's in, that's all. Now you're, it's, it was that simple. That was about 90 seconds of action. Paul George went to the free throw line with a minute and 22 seconds to go. The timeout came at the three minute marks. 90 seconds, the game slipped away. Um, I thought the game was pretty entertaining, quite frankly, in the first half. Um, Blazers didn't play great, but they were right in it. Um, the third quarter was kind of a mess. They couldn't shoot, but they were right in it. Uh, Clippers went small, which which kind of is just kind of makes for a fun game. The Clippers are, 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 are sort of good at downsizing. Um, and... You know, they just, what are you going to do? It, that's, it slips away in those 90 seconds. And part of it slipping away in those 90 seconds was that at about the six-minute mark of the fourth quarter, Damian Lord got re-aggravated his ab injury. That's, I mean, it's it's just, every all of the margin for errors are so small for this team, right? Like, they lose this game in 90 seconds with a couple missed shots, and they're, much of their... Much of their 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 chances at success hinge hinge on Damian Lillard's health and Damian Lillard's just ability to close games and be a, be a star when the games get close. I mean, every team relies on superstars. Paul George's and one sealed the game. Damian Lillard's missed three kind of cost them the game. It is indeed a make or miss league, but Dame's health has led to more misses, and that's concerning. Let's let's talk about his health in the second segment. Uh, before we do that, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Listen, right now at Built.com. Um, you can get one of the great flavors in Built Bar history. It is the Coconut Brownie Chunk. Um, it's here for a limited time, not a long time. So if this, I'm telling you, uh, in, in the sort of locked on NBA circles, this is our bar. This is the bar that we text and text, email, DM, whatever about. This is the, we message each other about when, uh, when the Coconut Brownie Chunk comes up because it rocks. Um, so all of all, you, if that doesn't sound like something for you, there's other options, there's plenty of other options at build at build.com. But trust me, go, go get yourself some of these. You'll be happy. Just like all other built bars, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of, of, uh, car of sugars and no more than five grams of net carbs. I mean, it's just, they're tasty, they're healthy. And particularly the coconut brownie chunk is just fantastic. So you go right now, purchase yourself some, use the promo code locked 15 at built.com. You got 15% off your next order. That is locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. So we talked about the Blazers crunch time offense. We did your fastest recap in the West, but part of part of this is is Dame's health, and Dame came out firing to open the fourth quarter. Like the bench didn't play well, the Blazers were going small, and I, uh, you know, I, I don't. Larry Nance just still doesn't figure, doesn't have a great. He doesn't have great. He hasn't had great touch around the rim. He also missed a three. Nas missed a Nas missed a three. Basically, only Ant. Ant had, Ant had a wild dunk in this game. Uh, didn't make the fastest recap in the West. I don't know why. 
my apologies. Uh, maybe the highlight of the game, maybe one of the highlights of the year, Anthony Simons, your slam dunk champion doing it in the game. Bless you, Anthony. Um, but in that fourth quarter, like the bench just didn't get it going. They're playing 10 guys now with Tony Snell. Um, and CJ was was out there with that bench unit briefly. And he he just struggled in the fourth quarter, struggled in the second half, struggled in the game, but struggled in the second half. Um, he started fine in the first quarter and then it kind of fell apart on him. But um you know, the Blazers are, they're down six and and the sort of the cavalry comes back and Dame gets it going. He hits two little mid-range jumpers. He steps into a semi-transition three when Isaiah Hardenstein was back off the screen. Like they, they set like a drag screen in transition or a screen in transition. We don't need to get um, too, too technical here. Um, but uh, you know, he's it, like, okay, he's rolling and he hasn't looked good. He was six of 16, in the first three quarters. Like it's like, but he's, he's rolling, hits his first three shots and then gets down the middle of the paint untouched, makes a layup and grabs at his abdomen. Like just grabs at this, at this thing that has been bothering him, you know, obviously bothered him a ton in the Olympics and he looks like he's playing through mud, but it's like so clearly been an issue this year. You can just see that he's not physically right. And you know, he, the way he came down the court, holding his side, um, that whole next defensive possession, hands on his knees and touching his ribs again. He said after the game that it kind of locked up on him, but he only had two points. He had a, he had one bucket and the game was basically decided when he scored again. Cause like that 90 second stretch, he, it didn't, it didn't matter. And I'm not saying like Dame misses that open three because of the ab thing, but like short on a floater, he's so strong. That's his strength is getting into the paint and, fi- and finishing. And like, um, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's undeniable. And I will say this, he's not on the injury report. He's not going to use it as an excuse. So like, if you're not on the injury report, you're not injured. Uh, like, but, but the way the NBA works, that's not like tr- true. Cause we can see it. Right. But like, um, if you're not in the, if you're in the game and you're going to play the minutes, Dame's going to play, um, you can't really, it's like physical excuses don't matter. So the, the question for the Blazers is do, do they shut him down? Do they, do they give him a couple days? Do they give him three, four days to see if like no physical activity, give him a week, no physical activity can get him right because he's not, he's going to push through it. He's extremely determined. He's dealt with this injury in the past, um, but it's, you can just see him even on, you know, others, like other stuff when there isn't like the super obvious, like grimacing and grabbing his side. Like there are just moments when he doesn't have the explosiveness that he once had. Um, and I, like I said, I'm not really into like the biomechanic stuff. I'm not, <laughs> that's not what I'm going to do here, but like you, I've watched him play a bunch. He just doesn't have the burst that he had. He's not right. Um, and that moment with like five fifties, what I have wrote in my notes, um, he just, he's just cl- so clearly grabbing his side. Um, it, and at that point he was four for four in the fourth quarter and had nine points and the Blazers were in this game. Um, they were like, it was this, like I said, like why I led with the clutch stuff is like, this is who they are. They can get in close games and they have who formerly last season, the best closer in the sport. One of the great clutch players in the sport. Um, he's, and it, you know, and this sort of, this train is kind of built for him to be the conductor is particularly in, um, in crunch time. So in the past, uh, people have kind of come to me with questions about, and this is, you know, in, in, in the run of this podcast over the last three years, it's like, Mike, Hey, does it make sense to sort of, um, load manage Dame to give him a week, a days off here and there, um, to, 
to uh, to try to keep him fresh for the playoffs. And my answer was no, because the Blazers aren't good enough. They, if you rest Dame, they'll lose, and then you won't make the playoffs. So you have to be, you know, you kind of have to be good enough to know that you can stack up a bunch of wins, and that way, then you can kind of figure out where to take, um, where to where to get guys rest. Other people, people smarter than me who've like sort of study the sort of health science stuff suggest that like that might not be true because if you don't ever rest a guy, then the, you know, um, some, something like Dame at 70% is like worse than Ishmith, right? Like you'd rather have Dame at a hundred percent because Dame as Dame, tired Dame is just not when you, you know, grind him down at the end of the year, you don't, it's, it's just not the same player. Um, and I, I think there's some truth to that. Um, and I think I've maybe just like talking to the, to people who share, who share that sort of opinion have kind of changed a little bit of my tune on this. I still think if you rest Dame, you're probably gonna lose, but also the Blazers are five and six, they've lost with him and he doesn't look right. And so probably for the first time in my, you know, in, in the five years or so that rest, that load management and resting guys has been a conversation. I'm probably in favor of giving Dame four or five days off. I'm probably good with saying he doesn't need to play in Phoenix. He doesn't need to play in Houston and he doesn't need to play in Denver. And the second night of a back-to-back when they get home against Toronto, we'd love to have you, Mr. Lillard. Now, um, that might get dicey because CJ McCollum, has, his offense hasn't really come around. But like, at some point, you have to prioritize getting Dame closer to 100%. And if... I don't, I'm not a doctor, I'm a podcaster, so I don't know what exactly that looks like. Um, and I don't know if rest will fix the ab- abdominal stuff. Like, I got to assume it's better than playing basketball. <laughs> That's kind of my logic here. Um, not playing probably is better for your body than playing. Uh, it's it's a grueling, you know, they're on a plane right now flying to Phoenix. They might have maybe landed by now, but like they're, um, you know, they they left Los Angeles and and immediately got in an airplane and flew to play another basketball game less than 24 hours later. It's, it's, it comes quickly. So, uh, I think I've, I think I've got to the point where if, yes, if you're asking me, should they rest aim? I think so. I think they got to try to figure out how, if they can give him a week off and get him back to something closer to what he's capable of being. Now tonight he had 27 points. He was probably the Blazers best offensive player. He didn't shoot particularly well, um, from three, four of 13, but that's, that's not that, that's not horrid, right? Like that's, that's, we're talking uh, one make and we're, we're, you know, 11 of 23 from the floor. Um, you know, he, he struggled early, but he made, he was good in the fourth quarter other than those the two crucial ones he missed in that kind of game deciding two minute stretch. Um, you know, he, he was, he's, he was probably still the Blazers best player in this game. Um, <laughs> like that's, that's kind of the balance you're striking here, but I just think you can watch him and know he's not right. And for me, it's important that they, that they, if, if, if rest would help a hundred percent do it, if it's just like, this is going to aggravate him every time he plays basketball and that's, and he has to manage, manage it in other ways then sure. But like my assumption is not playing would give him a chance to get right. Um, and, I think you scrap a couple wins in November to make sure that Dame is, is capable of being himself in January. I, I I've, this is not who I've always been. Uh, this is a, this is a, this is a relatively dramatic change of uh, heart for me, but I mean, uh, I would rather the Blazers be 
whatever five and nine and then have dame ready to go then have the blazers whatever go be seven and seven and have dame still kind of dragging half his body along like um get him right and try to win those games down the stretch <laughs> it's uh it's dicey but it's they're at a point where it's clear that there are moments in the game when you if you've watched him closely like i have and probably many 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 of you listeners have you know that he's just not right his body's not right and if his body's not right it's um this is game 11 where it's november 9th as i'm recording this like we got a long way to go to get to april um th- at, at some point you ha- might have to make a hard decision and Dame is not going to be the one to make it. Um, so someone else does. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the Blazers front office is in a little bit of disarray right now. So not a great time to have those hard conversations for sure, but I'm ready to do it. I'm ready. I'm in favor of it at this point. I think it's, it's I think it's the best way to say it. Um, let's close out the show. I, I got a couple other thoughts about this game, kind of where the Blazers are. Um, some, some, some things I've, I've thought about and, and what that might mean against the Phoenix Suns who they play tomorrow night. Uh, let's talk about that to close the show. But first let's talk about betonline.ag. They got a new website, got a new interface. It's available on mobile. It's available on your desktop and it's the best place to bet on all your basketball action. They got live update, live betting on every single game. They got props and odds on, on, uh, on every single game. It's, it's just the best place to bet on basketball. And if you don't want to bet on basketball, there's just a myriad of other sports, including football all weekend long of college and pros, as well as boxing and hockey and, uh, combat sports, soccer here and abroad, even your favorite Vegas casino games, everything, you name it. And if you go there right now and use the promo code locked on, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus when you're making your first deposit. So if you're a new user, go to betonline.ag, put in that promo code locked on, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus when you're making your first deposit. That's BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline, where the games start. Still a pass for his point guard, still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked on Blazers. All right. So we, we talked crunch time. We talked Dame. Um, I'm in favor of, of shutting it down for a couple days and seeing if you can get his body right because um, that's that's got to be priority number one is having Dame. Um, th- like, quietly, CJ McCollum is struggling a little bit. They got to figure out how to get him going again. Um you know, he had a bizarre game in this one. He only took two threes and 13 two-pointers. Um, he's got a... He, he can't live in the sort of in-between mid-range area. He can't only be a guy who shoots floaters. Um, he can't let pressure defense take him off the three-point line and put him back into the mid-range. He was... He had... He, he's just got to be... He's got to be someone who can uh, who can dictate a little bit. Um, he's... He, he's He's not shooting well. Like, he's just... He's not. Um, but I'm not super concerned about him because, like, track record, and I believe he's healthy, so he'll be okay. I will say, and I didn't mention this, I thought Nurk was really good against Clippers. 15 points, 12 boards, 6 assists. He was really good. Um, first half norm, he can... <laughs> First half norm's a real thing. Uh, we'll be, well, maybe we'll, we'll start tracking first half norm because uh, it'll be simple to track. And I think he, he has consistently been awesome in the opening two quarters. But the biggest concerns for me in the Blazer game are the same sort of similar, similar song that we've talked about before. And I think n- nothing's really changed. But um, Reggie Jackson and Eric Bledsoe got off in this game. The last, the last time they played the Clippers, um, it, you know, Paul George had had his way, but no one else could get going. You know, Reggie and Reggie and Eric Bledsoe have, have struggled a little bit, um, but 
they, you know, they, it wasn't just Nick Batum, um, you know, Bledsoe down the stretch. He didn't play well, but down the stretch, he got into the paint and was, was a menace. And Reggie Jackson had 23. Um, he, he was, he, he, both of those guys put pressure on the defense with the way they attacked the rim. Um, I thought Bledsoe particularly had a couple just drop-offs where he, where he blew past guys. And that's, that's my concern here is that the Blazers point of attack defense is still a little bit dicey and it's that space on pick and rolls or screen actions where they're trying to show and then the guard gets back and that in between that recover space, um, either the guard doesn't get all the way there or Nurk is caught in no man's land trying to get back to the center. And there's, instead of someone helping all the way to the rim to, to protect the big man, they're not squeezed all the way in cause they're worried about three pointers in three seconds and like, you know, helping to the corner, but not getting stuck too far into the rim. Like, the point of attack defense is 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 still a big issue for this team. Um, you know, instead of Rocco on Paul George in this one, they put Norm on him. Um, Paul didn't Paul George didn't go for forty something, uh, but he still had a really he still had a, a like a a good game. But um, I thought the physicality of Norm was good. But everyone the non Norms um, struggled to keep struggled to keep Bledsoe and Jackson out of the paint. Struggled to and when they went small, Terrence Mann a little bit too. Um, you know, it's, it's usually it's, it's not those guys who burn you. It's Nicholas Batum floating around the wing and, and, and cutting and, and taking advantage of those, that first point of attack breakdown. But I just think, um, for me, the number one thing the Blazers need to improve on defense is, is just, is just keeping dribble drivers out of the paint. They're getting too, too many guys getting into the paint quickly. Um, and part of that is the other thing I'm worried about is transition. I think the Blazers have, are not a good transition team on offense. They haven't run very well. They've played a little bit faster um this year but their um their transition like their advanced transition numbers they don't they're they don't grade out as a particularly good team not not like last in the league but just not not particularly good at it i don't think and i think they just struggle with getting easy buckets that way there's a there's times you see them run certainly more than they have in the past i don't mean to say they don't do that but um they don't get a ton of easy baskets and then so it's a lot of um you know, you have to rely on them being good in the half court and they might be an awesome half court offense at some point this year if CJ and Dame ever get rolling in the same night. Um, but right now they just, when they're not getting those buckets, they're just, they don't generate a lot of easy buckets. And I think their transition defense, while it's not always bad, was particularly in the fourth quarter of this game was not good. Um, they, it wasn't always just letting guys get to the cup, although that was it. It was just matching up and spotting up, like, you know, not not matching up well on 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 uh, in transition defense and then you're you're caught already sort of in half rotations or or the offense the better part better way to say this like the offense already has an advantage because you're not totally matched up and you're trying to get your shoulder square and your and your hips in front of someone and it's like um i just think in both both ways and transition the blazers aren't um they aren't particularly good at it and i think that's troubling here's the good news sons while they play fast don't fly around. Um, they, or they are capable of playing fast. I should say, don't fly around. They, um, they are not a, they're not a wild transition team. In fact, um, they're, 
you know, they're a team that doesn't get to the rim much and doesn't shoot a ton of threes. Like rim frequency and three-point frequency are way down for Phoenix this year. They're a team that tries to beat you in the mid-range and they're capable of it. Um, But of the sort of good teams, I think the Blazers have the capability defensively to handle some of what Phoenix wants to do. So that's that's some good news heading in the second night of a back-to-back. Chris Paul's always been a thorn in Dame's side. He's, he's really good, you know, really physical defensive player, kind of lives in the margins of what is and is not legal in the world. Um, but he's, you know, he's a good and he's a, he's been good against Dame and he's, he can, he's really good at sort of just snaking his way around pick and rolls and, um, taking advantage of, of, of the soft spots to get to little mid range jumpers. But, um, you know, Phoenix has, Phoenix hasn't quite found the rhythm from what they were last, last season. Uh, they're, you know, they were, they're not the sort of elite top 10 offense, top 10 defense juggernaut. They were last season, um, this year at all. They're, (laughs) they're, they're way back. In fact, um, in fact, they heading into the tonight, they were they grayed out worse than the Blazers on offense and defense, which um, should be should be a good sign, um, but isn't always. Uh, in general, I think um, I think the Suns are still pretty good, but right now they're 16th in offense. And as I pull this up real quick in real time for my. Uh, <laughs> And 16th of defense, they're like a middle of the road team. You know, they're just, um, they just haven't, last year they were a lead on both ends. And they just haven't been there. Um, that's, that, that's after tonight's games. I was waiting for uh, NBA.com's pages to upload. But like, um, I, well, I think this is a tough game and another really tough test. Uh, it's, it's, this isn't the same Phoenix. Um, we'll wait and see under DeAndre Ayton, but I, I would imagine he's very unlikely to play. It'll probably be Frank Kaminsky in the middle there. So, um, yeah, it's, the Blazers need to figure out how to win on the road. Um, and, and some of it is, is, you know, some of it is just, uh, it's, it's, it's not, there's no magic to it. Like, it's not like anything really changes. Um, a lot of their road losses prior to tonight were that they would just have bad starts or bad third quarters and have to rally back. The Blazers were in this game with three minutes left. They lost in crunch time. There's no magic sauce there. That, that like, If you win a three-point game with three minutes left, it doesn't really matter what arena you're in. You've given yourself a chance for the first 45 minutes. So some of it is just, you know, digging and digging one out. Um, I don't think there, there's like a, oh, this is so different on the road. You know, Dame talked about it heading into this road trip that sometimes it's just like getting your mind right and starting off well. And then if you start off well, if you're, if you punch first, then you have a chance to be, um, you know, to sort of set the tone and they hadn't done that well on the road that I don't think that was the case tonight. It was a pretty back and forth, entertaining game in the first couple quarters, first three quarters. And then it, the Blazers, you know, just down four and entering the fourth and couldn't get back there. Phoenix is Phoenix is a team that's also scuffling a little bit. Um, you know, they have a better, you know, they've six and three, they've won some games, but they don't, they have not looked like that Western conference finals dominant group. Um, I imagine they won't be favored or the Blazers won't be favored against Phoenix, but this is, um, you know, this is, this is not, this is not like a, a, a sort of blowout city in my mind. This isn't like, um, in the past, they went they went to Phoenix last year. They went there in the preseason. They just got shellacked. They just got crushed, right? Um, I think it's a winnable game. I think it's a winnable game. And, and they, they desperately need one. So uh, how about <laughs> how about do us all a solid, Portland, and get right and go ahead and win one? We will have a recap after that game. Um, look for that one in your feeds on Thursday. Uh, on then on Friday show, 
Jason Quick of The Athletic is going to join. We'll talk about these two games. We'll talk about the situation with Neil Olshay. We'll talk about all things Blazers. Uh, nobody covers team has been covering the team longer and does it better than Jason. Uh, he's He's been a weekly guest here, and we're, we're excited to have him throughout the season. So make sure you don't miss that one. How about the Blazers get some wins? We can have some. We can have some real smiles on this uh, on this uh, this here show. Um, some <laughs> some genuine fun, as opposed to like some concerns, but uh, you know, vague optimism about how the Suns aren't very good. Um, all right, come back tomorrow. We got more shows. This show comes. We do this every day of the week, five days a week, free wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. So why not make this show the first listen every day? Make it part of your routine and then tell your friends about it. Tell them they can find it on YouTube. Tell them they can find it wherever they get podcasts. Just search Lockdown Blazers. We'll be right there waiting for them. Appreciate listening. Talk to you soon.